Before I get to Devar Shinomit Kavin and Psik I just wanted to say that there will be Xerot Rabbanan that we're going to be discussing. Uh, and the, the reasons that Chachamim made Xerot, made decrees, is usually for one or two reasons, or both. Uh, first of all, to avoid transgressing in Isur Torah. That's what we call a harchaka. Stay away from the Isur Torah, so they prohibited other melachot, other things that you should not do to avoid doing an Isur Torah. And also, of course, to, uh, to uh, ensure that there's a very special atmosphere on Shabbat. And so to that end, they made different takanot. And we're going to be discussing those takanot later on, so I'm not going to talk about them right now. But uh, there is a lot of logic in the, in the, in the takanot of Chachamim, and we have to uh, adhere to them as well, of course. Uh, I'd like to focus right now on Davar Shinomit Kavin and Psik Reisha. We already said, and I'll just I'll, I'll clarify further right now that what the Torah provides for, uh, prohibits malach on Shabbat, the malach that the Torah prohibits is something that a person does it in a usual manner, for the per, for the usual purpose of that malacha, for that for that for that job for that work. But if a person is intending to do something which is permitted on Shabbat, but as he's doing it, it could be that a malacha which is a surah, which is forbidden on Shabbat, that he gains benefit will be done as well. That's not his intent. He's planning to do the, he, as far as he's concerned, he wants to do something which is mutar. But it could be that something else aside will happen which is usually asur. And he would have a benefit if, he would be, if it happened to him. But he's not, that's not his intent. It's not his intent to do the isur malacha. And it's not even certain that it will happen. In that case, in that case he's allowed to do the action, and that's what I was looking for, action, which is permitted. And you don't have to worry, oh, maybe the, something which is prohibited will happen as well. For example, these are famous Gemara's, uh, examples in the Gemara. You're allowed to, uh, allowed to drag on Shabbat a bed or, a, or a, a bench on the ground, even though that their chances are, but it's not certain, that when you drag the bed or the bench, it will cause a, uh, um, um, a furrow in the ground. Um, like a hole, uh, we'll drag it like a hole as you drag it along, uh, slit in the ground, whatever a hole. And that is originally, in, and that that would be defined as an action of harisha of plowing. It's forbidden to plow on Shabbat, and even though you may have uh, you may have a beneficial gain from that from that furrow in the ground because you want to eventually plant that ground. Uh, nevertheless, since you do not have intent to make that furrow. And it's not certain that by dragging the bed or the bench that the furrow will be made. It's permitted to do that on Shabbat. You're allowed to walk on uh, grass or on weeds the, where the chances are that as you walk, it will uproot them. Even though a person may have may gain benefit from the fact that weeds that he doesn't like might be uprooted, it doesn't make a difference. It's not his intent to uproot it. And you don't know for sure that they will be uprooted. This is what we call an alakha davar she'ino mitkaven. That is a machloket in the Gemara, uh, of course, and uh, between Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon, we paskin that is mutar and Shabbat. Davar she'ino mitkaven is mutar and Shabbat. To be honest, we paskin that throughout the Torah. There are discussions about the Rishonim, but generally speaking, throughout the Torah, we paskin that davar she'ino mitkaven is permitted, is mutar. However, if it's clear to you 1,000% that while you're dragging that bench or that, 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 that uh, bed, for sure a furrow will be made in the ground, it's forbidden. If you know for sure that as you walk, that weeds will be uprooted, it's forbidden. Why? Because if you know for sure that while you're doing the permitted action, the action which is asur will also be done for sure, you can say, that was not my intent. You can say, I wasn't mitkaven, 
as far as we're concerned, you were mitkaven because you know what's going to happen. If a person is interested in the result, it's Isr Torah. If you're not interested in the result, it's Isr Drabanan. But it's certainly a sore. Okay, for example, you can't close the door in your house if you want it, if there's an, uh, uh, well, the Gemara talks about it, it's not so common in the but it's say deer, deer's in your house. And you close the door. You can't say, oh, I just want to close the door. I don't want to trap and be tzad. Tzad is a lamitet melacha. I'm not intending to, to trap the, the, the deer. Because it's clear to everybody that the minute you close the door, the deer will be trapped. So as far as we're concerned, you had kavana to trap it. And that's what we call in Allah, or simply psikresha. Right? The example that the Gemara says that a person chops off the head of a, uh, of a chicken so children can play with it. I don't know who plays with heads of chickens, but I guess in those they, they did. And a person says, I'm not intending to kill the chicken. As far as I'm concerned, I just want to cut its head off. That's ridiculous because it's clear to everybody that psikresha, if you cut off its head, then it's going to die. So you can't say psikresha for You can't say you cut off its head, it's not going to die. For sure. So therefore, is therefore, if it's psikresha, if for sure the action is going to happen, then it's forbidden. So we know then, davar kaven is mutar, and psikresha is asur. Within the world of psikresha, there's a bunch of different variations, such as the etc. And hopefully we'll get to that down the line.